Welcome to the podcast for forward-thinking creatives and changemakers. AC Africa presentation with your host, Peter Blastos-Sebeko. This is the one. Hey, welcome to another edition of The One Podcast. Uh, you are here to dig deep into important issues that relate to your world, as usual, right? With the intention of extracting one important, at least one important key takeout. And I think in today's conversations, there's going to be uh, quite a number of those. So stick around and um, let's get into it. It is day 40 of lockdown in South Africa. Uh, we've been in this for quite a while now. One of our previous podcasts, we touched on the, imp- the impact of, of COVID-19 in the arts and we got to touch on government's intervention, the, um, the, the departments, of, of course, to be more specific, which has been quite prompt and quite decisive from the point of uh, when the state of disaster was, was announced. The Minister Natim Teto announced the relief funds to soften the impact, um, economic impact of the coronavirus pandemic on the livelihoods of artists and practitioners in the creative industries. However, it has not gone without scrutiny, criticism, including praise from others. Now, the minister has given a report on the funds that have been dispersed. So there's been um, progress there. And uh, at this point, we're fortunate because we've got the spokesperson of the Department of Sport, Arts and Culture, Masichaba Kumalo, who's online to give us a COVID-19 comprehensive arts sector intervention update and to expand on the matters related to the intervention. So without wasting any more time, let's bring her on. Um, welcome, Masuchaba. Thank you so much, Peter. Thank you for having me. And um, hello to all the arts athletic practitioners and uh, Africa and the world at large. Thank you so much. Um, it must be silly season for you when there's this kind of occurrence before or after um, a press briefing. So uh, you must be busy. Eh? Incredibly busy, as you can imagine, because we have been going through the adjudication processes of both the sport and arts and culture sectors. The department has been incredibly busy. Uh, the minister has been busy ever since he announced the 150 million rand relief fund to assist artists and athletes and technical personnel, the core ecosystem of the sector. He made the announcement on the 25th of March. And this was following a consultative meeting that he held with the sectors, sport and arts and culture, following the declaration of the president of a national state of disaster, disaster. which yeah. changed the way that we live, changed the way that we do things, even in the industry and just as individuals in our day-to-day lives. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the reason why we're having this discussion, because of those changes, really. And um, with that announcement that was uh, made of the measures that will be taken by the department um, on the 25th, um, there was then um, a, a pronouncement. Okay, well, on the 25th, when was the meeting again? The 26th, right? No, the 27th, when he met with the uh, stakeholders of the various departments. So I want us to, to go back there where, so that you can unpack for us uh, in much more detail in terms of this relief, the various relief efforts for, for arts and culture specifically, of course, um, the 150 million rands and the criteria and, 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 and just in a way of giving background for those that wouldn't be privy for, uh, to, to that information. Sure. 
So just to go back to the very beginning and to give a chronological order of events for those who have not been following. On the 15th of March, President Ramaphosa uh, declared the national state of disaster in terms of the Disaster Management Act. He confirmed that we're facing a grave emergency. And in his address, at this point, the president announced that the World Health Organization had declared the coronavirus outbreak as a global pandemic. And he said that initially yeah. it was people who had traveled out of the country, especially from Italy, who had positively tested for the virus, but that South Africa was now dealing with internal transmission of the virus, which literally meant that we had to lock the country down to spread, to stop the spread of the coronavirus. Yeah. So on the 17th of March, Minister Natim Tetwa held a stakeholder meeting with the sport and the arts and culture sectors. Yep. And thereafter, on the recommendation of the sectors, the minister announced a uh, 150 million rand relief fund for the sector to assist athletes, artists, and the likes. Okay. So when you say the likes, um, I think that that probably refers to practitioners, as it was uh, termed in, 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 in the communication uh, that went out about the, the, the relief funds, right? Precisely. So this includes anyone and everyone who meets the criteria, whether you're an athlete, whether you're an artist, whether you're, you form part of the technical personnel uh, yeah. and the overall core ecosystem. Yeah. And does not exclude anybody who actually qualifies. And mm. we can talk more at length. Yeah. about who qualified and, yeah. and how the process was adjudicated in terms of the criteria, right? Yeah. Um, so firstly, in terms of the criteria, what we did was put out a call to entry for applications. Yeah. And on the yeah. 2nd of April, the criteria and the framework and the application forms were uploaded onto our official websites so that people were able to download the application forms, complete them, and submit all the relevant documentation that was then required. Okay. And over and above that, when we look at the um, relief fund criteria, yeah. we broke it down into three basic categories. And the first category being DSA-funded projects, that have already yeah. entered into an MOA with the department. Yeah. And you would have to then produce the supporting documentation to, to show that you had an existing uh, agreement with the department. Yeah. yeah. And the other category, um, and the, these include DSA institutions as well, whose productions and events have been canceled, the playhouses that have had to cancel productions that were scheduled from March to June. Okay. And we'll have to then pay artists and practitioners, including technical crews, who I know sometimes feel left out, but this relief fund broadly covers everyone and anyone who's a part of the sectors, as long as you have submitted the right documentation and uh, you qualify for the criteria. The second That's category good. of the criteria that we had put yeah. out was for cancelled non-DAC, DSAC-funded projects, right? Yep, yep. So you don't necessarily have to have an existing relationship with the department or have been funded by the department, but you would have had to submit proof that your events have been cancelled, that um, you were financially disadvantaged as a result of the lockdown limitations 
and the regulations that were put in, in place by the president to, to flatten the curve of the coronavirus. Okay. And the, the third category would have incorporated service providers because we also recognize a need to come up with, with forward-thinking solutions around how to continue to create platforms where we can generate more local content and create more jobs. And so a project proposal for the, for the use of online solutions was put out. Yeah. And uh, of course, these concepts were supposed to respond to the uh, effect of COVID-19 on the sport and arts and culture sectors with digital platforms, uh, yeah. video on demand, ideas, streaming, podcasts such as yours, social media, webinars, short animations, documentaries, yeah. etc. Which and is quite positive. Yeah. Very much because we yeah. have to think out of the box. We have to come up with solutions to creating income revenue streams for those that have been hard hit by the coronavirus. And people were required to send an email application with all the attached documents to an email address that was specifically set up for the relief fund, which is dsac.covid19 at dac.gov.za. Okay. So that's good. And as I said, that was really proactive uh, from the point of view of the, the, the department. Let's go back to the second level that you mentioned, which is the non-DSAC uh, funded projects. Um, was that treated the same as the ones that, um, uh, that would have been funded by the department? Meaning, uh, was it only artists that were compensated that would have been contracted to an event that was taking place outside of those that uh, are the departments? Or, or did it include freelancers as well? Part of the outcry out there is, what about freelancers? So does that one cover freelancers? Or is it just for artists that were uh, committed to those events and shows? Well, the answer is the Relief Fund was open to everyone and anybody who met the criteria. Okay. Now, if you look at how the arts and culture sector is structured, yeah. it is not as well structured as the sporting sector, for instance, where athletes mostly belong to federations. That's Even part though of the we problem. do have, uh, yeah, we do have a few national organizations such as SIFSA, SAMIC, um, Sakai, SASFED, IBFC, etc. However, with that said, the majority of, of practitioners who operate within the arts and culture sector yeah. are freelancers. That's yes. the reality. Yes. And so we definitely would never sideline uh, freelancers. Freelancers yeah. had the opportunity to submit their applications by the 6th of April. In fact, most of the submissions we received by virtue of the nature of the sector were in fact freelancers. So that's the very same um, uh, application or the very same uh, relief fund that we're talking about, um, the one for non-DSAC funded projects. Are you, are you saying that one was not only for, for artists, but included freelancers? Definitely. It included okay. anyone and everyone who met the criteria that was set out as per the framework yeah. that was published for for everyone to access yeah. on our official websites. And we also did a lot of media interviews to conscientize people of the okay. Relief Fund and of the criteria. 
And what portion of the, the 150 million rand um, was budgeted for the relief of artists? Because, of course, this included uh, the two fraternities, sports as well as uh, the arts. Um, because in my calculation, and I could be wrong, the 20,000 20, cap, because that's the maximum that was um, going to be given out, right? If you multiply that by 1,000, that gives you 20 million, um, 20 million rands. Was there an indication from adjudicators that the budget is perhaps too small? Because um, if we're looking at a thousand people that are going to be getting 20,000, uh, that's 20, 20 million rands. And if you double that, which would be for two 2,000 people, that means it's almost a third of the 150 million rands. What has been the, um, what has been the taken as far as the amount of the budget? So how has the money been allocated to both the sport and the arts and culture sectors? No, it's, it's really ab about the, the size of, of, of the budget. But yes, um, I think what you've just asked is, or raised as well is probably a concern out there. What has been the split for that 150 million rands between the two? So it's important to note that the process of adjudication for the, the art and culture sector is ongoing. Uh -huh. So the process has not yet been finalized. Yeah. So on the, if I can remember the date correctly, on the 9th of April, yeah. the sport adjudication panel was the first to be appointed and they resumed adjudication immediately. Okay. So because on the sport side, we received over 300 applications, yeah. this meant that the disbursement of relief funds to successful applicants were issued out quite quickly because it's, you know, 300 applications versus the um, amount of applications that we received from the arts and culture sector. So we have noticed and we are aware, and in yeah. fact, Minister Natim Petwa, yeah. in his press, press briefing yesterday, has also acknowledged the glitches that we experienced both internally and uh -huh. externally. Some yeah. of the reasons why the arts and culture adjudication process has taken longer than yeah. expected is for a number of reasons. Okay. One of which is that we experienced some technical issues with our uh, internal email address. Okay. And the second very important, very crucial reason is, is that many of the artists who need the relief the most did not have access to the necessary tools to yeah. be able to print, download forms, and to submit on time. And so in response to the cries of artists, the yeah. minister made an announcement that we would then extend the deadline from the 4th to the 6th of April to allow for more time for those who missed the deadline to be able to submit their applications. Okay. So, so, so you don't have the, the actual figure in terms of how it was split, right, at, the, at, at this point, that budget, that 150 million rand. Because of the fact that adjudication is still underway, underway. Yep. We, we will only know at the end of the adjudication process, how the money has been split. Yeah. But I can confirm to you that all athletes who have received their funding received an amount of 20,000 Rand per athlete. Okay, and the payments came from or were made from the department and not from the, the said federations, the two federations, that is SASCOC and SIFSA, right? The payments were made from the departments. Okay. However, the department had specifically requested for federations to submit their athletes. But in making sure that the athletes receive the funding, the federations had to 
submit the information, the personal information of each of the athletes that they represent. So you're saying the federations would would submit on their on, on their behalf, but not necessarily make the payments themselves. In, in, in this case, uh, CIFSA for the arts would not be the ones that are making the payments. Is that what you're saying? Well, on the sports side of things, because this is where the adjudication process has been finalized, yeah. the federations will then receive the funding for their respective athletes upon proving and sending the correct documentation and the personal information of the athletes, and the athletes would then be paid by their federations. That's sports. I mean, that's sport. But I'm asking about SIFSA now, the arts. All right. So with regards to the arts, uh, the minister is meeting with the national organizations, some of which I've mentioned, very yeah. soon, because one of the solutions that we are looking into is yeah. to organize the, the arts and, and culture sector more than it already is, to the point where we are able to consult with these organizations so that they can then assist the minister and assist the department in identifying those practitioners who need the relief fund, who um, have been affected by COVID-19. Okay, great stuff. You're talking about meeting with um, part of the industry, which has been great, which takes me to what I wanted to ask you about the involvement of um, the various industries uh, in the process, because from the 17th of March, as you mentioned, there was a meeting which involved um, stakeholders. And, and now the adjudication committee, of course, which the representatives thereof are people that come from the industries that are active uh, leaders within within various industries. Um, how much how much more involved if, if there, there's another time where the industry was involved? Has there been any other way that the, the industries have been involved besides that? With regards to the application process? With regards to anything, really, I mean, if, if there was anything else, because I think the industries or the sector was involved based on what, what we now know, which is the meeting that did take place, as well as the adjudication committee. Um, so I just wanted to know if there's any other way that maybe we're not privy to uh, about the industry's involvement. Oh, yes, certainly. So on the 17th of March, when the minister met with the stakeholders of the sector, it yeah. was in fact the arts and culture and the sports sectors who made the recommendations that yeah. it was not pertinent that the department come up with urgent solutions yeah. to uh, mitigate the risk of the COVID-19 on the, the financial standing of athletes and artists alike. So they've been involved from the onset mm -hmm. because uh, the minister ensured that he consulted broadly with the sectors in order to seek guidance on mm -hmm. how to approach this relief process. Which is good. And I see why the, the minister w would have wanted to do that from, from the onset. Um, I think that's, that's brilliant. But has it been representative across the board? Um, I mean, when we talk the, the creative industries, it's quite broad, right? Um, so if, for instance, there is no uh, representation for the dance space within, let's say, the adjudication process, you know, one would probably say that hey, maybe the interests of dancers, I mean, this is, I'm saying this as an example, of course, is not quite uh, represented. Um, was it representative in your view? Across? Representation from an organization is not a prerequisite to apply for the relief fund. In fact, most of the applications that we received were from 
are from freelancers. And this is also part of the reason why the process of adjudication has taken longer than anticipated on the arts and culture side of things. Yeah, yeah. Because adjudicators are responding to individual applications, uh, as of, of course, as opposed to um, applications from organizations. So what we've done to basically mitigate the time frame and, and to expedite the process really is to beef up the adjudication mm. panel of the arts and culture sector because yeah. more adjudicators means a quicker turnaround time yeah. for artists to get paid. Agreed. So let's move on to, to the relief fund, the, the report that was given by, by the minister. Um, he gave numbers in terms of how many ap- uh, applications were issued or were submitted and uh, the ones that were recommended and ones that were not successful. Um, th- there's now a discussion for a second call. How are the prevailing um, hurdles going to be addressed um, if there are any hurdles I mean you mentioned one of them um, uh, earlier on uh, that there might have been artists or practitioners or people that um, would have not had um, access to the right tools so how, how will those be, be addressed and uh, are there any considerations for the second calls for for, for, the, for live streaming as well or not mm. to answer your first question at the close of deadline 6 April we had received yeah. 6,000 submissions. And after these had been processed, we sat at nearly 5,000 relief fund applications. And the total number adjudicated upon today is 1,050. And of this yeah. 1,050, 232 were recommended yeah. and 603 were not recommended. 203 were referred back to the DSAC. What this means is that those who have been recommended have already started receiving their relief funds from athletes to artists. Those 603 who were not recommended were not recommended for a number of reasons. And I'll mention them so that they too understand why their applications were not successful. Yeah. Some of the reasons are that the DAC application documents were missing or attached but not filled in or that there was no cancellation of an event or even a contract to prove that there was work in the pipelines for them. Okay. And some applications were not recommended because of no proof at all of any event or because of a postponement as opposed to a cancellation as per our judging criteria. Now, I have to mention that Minister Natim Tetwa really, really, really empathizes with artists and athletes. And he's very concerned about the large number of those who are not recommended. Precisely because the bulk of those people are are artists who are seemingly in greater need of relief. And um, so given some of the reasons of non-compliance, what the minister then did after consulting and being advised by the adjudication panel, who, by the way, I've got to commend for the incredibly hard work that they've put into this process, many of whom had sleepless nights just making sure that we meet the deadline that we had set. But then it was realized that we needed to just, we needed to try and meet artists halfway somehow. And so what we've done is that for those who 
met the deadline and submitted their applications on time, but were not recommended because of an, a missing document or a document not being signed or something that we can still give them a second chance to fix. Yeah. We then will be allowing artists and athletes alike to appeal the process and people can do so just make sure that you keep checking our website because we will be putting up an email address where you can forward through your proof that you did apply on time and also you can attach the outstanding documents so this is actually something that um, the sport adjudicating panel have already started doing what mm -hmm. they've done is the department has gone as far as to make contact with those applicants who were referred back to the D DSAC. So some of yeah. the reasons why someone would be referred back to the department by the adjudication panel is that uh, documents are stated as being there, but are missing, or maybe even the digital proposal. It's a digital proposal and it's not for relief. And, and that is to be judged post relief. Some of them have been offset to the NFVF for adjudication. Okay. Now this is good news. Because what it means is that we are going to try and increase the number of people who are recommended so that more people can receive relief funding in this time. Okay. And w would that go with an increase of the budget? No. And the minister has also recognized and, and the department does recognize, and I think we all recognize that 150 million rand is really not a lot of money to cover the sport and arts and culture sectors. Not at all. But remember that this is not payment. It's not um, yeah. remuneration for your services not rendered. This is a relief fund. Okay. So... Let's go on to, to live streaming because um, we're going to be running out of time quite shortly. Um, there was no mention of um, how many applications came through for, for live streaming and how many have been um, uh, successful. Do you, do you have those numbers? Well, the adjudication process is still ongoing, With but okay. I do know that uh, companies, service providers have been shortlisted so far. Yeah. And, um, and and some have been appointed to proceed with the work that is required because yeah. the deeper we go into our lockdown, you know, the more the crisis becomes bigger and, and the more that artists are left uh, stranded, quite frankly, because there just isn't enough work. Okay. Following the, the report, that, I mean, artists voiced their opinions um, straight after the, the, the announcements yesterday. And uh, some, some of the um, things that have been said uh, on social media and uh, in other platforms is, is why is, this, is sports sharing the budget with the arts and, and, and artists are not are artists taken seriously. Uh, th those could be seen as generic sentiments, but in fairness, uh, they're legit because uh, had government listened to the archive from industries when the two fraternities were merged uh, right in the beginning, uh, some, some of these issues wouldn't be uh, surfacing, right? What has been the adjudicator's take on sports, arts, uh, sports and the arts? being merged um, or, or being being handled under one roof so to say and and what should artists do to be seriously listened to well artists are seriously listened to i can tell you for a fact that this the the pleas and the cries of artists weighs heavily on the minister's shoulder and he is constantly um meeting with with the sector to try and find solutions 
to alleviate this impact. And with that said, although on the 1st of April, the two departments merged into one department, but when you look at how we are adjudicating these processes, it's not as though we've appointed one adjudication panel to adjudicate over sport and arts and culture. We, uh, the department appointed two independent adjudication panels, one for sport and mm -hmm. one for arts and culture, because we respect the two sectors and we do acknowledge the fact that they are different sectors and that they require their individual attention, especially in this time. Okay. Yeah, and I think maybe I should I should point out that one of the things that possibly needs to be revisited is is the forms themselves because um, it has been pointed out by others that they're not simple enough and um, maybe some artists are not well informed about um, this whole process and, and how to fill in the forms and where to even find them and, and that sort of thing. But it's it's just really saying that should be a consideration. We now know what the possible next step is, right? What is the, the the big lesson? And from your side, the one critical thing that you would like artists and practitioners to be aware of, uh, your word of advice really as we close, Masjab. So I was really inspired by one particular um, story that came through from one of the feedback sessions with the adjudication panel and the minister in the department there's an old man who is an arts practitioner who didn't have access to an email, didn't have access to a laptop, didn't have, was not able to produce uh, some of the documentation that was required, especially the application form that needed to be downloaded. And he used the resources that he actually has. Mm -hmm. He submitted everything via cell phone. Uh -huh. Everybody has a cell phone. Yep. We're creative, but sometimes we, we don't trust ourselves enough to think out of the box. There is no way that the department is going to not recommend you if you have found a creative way to submit all the documentation that is required of you. If there is a lack of understanding of a form, then say so. If you are not able to send through uh, an email, for instance, then send it via your cell phone. Mm -hmm. um, and in some cases, if you're not able to produce a contract, produce a letter, all of which is perfectly acceptable. But for me, in closing, I just mm -hmm. want the, the sector of sport and especially art and culture, and I say especially because this is where the delay has been, this is where the greatest frustration is, is with the, the sector of arts and culture. I want every single practitioner to know that there is no subsector that is ignored. Sometimes the dancers feel ignored. Sometimes the uh, technicals feel ignored. This relief fund is for anyone and everyone who falls under the arts and culture sector and who has been hard hit by the, the coronavirus and is able to meet the criteria that has been set out. So from the department, from the ministry, from the minister, Natim Tetwa, we say we are with you and we will do everything in our power to provide as much relief we can. And that's the one. Thank you so much for making the time, Master Chaba. We really appreciate it. Uh, you, I know you need to prepare for your, for your next interview, uh, but we really um, uh, appreciate you making the time and uh, to give us that update.
Thank you so much, Peter. We appreciate the platform. Lovely stuff. Uh, uh, once again, thank you to my guest, Masichaba Kumalo, the spokesperson of the Department of Sport, Arts and Culture. This was another COVID-19 influenced podcast and we hope as an artist, an art uh, entrepreneur and generally a, a creative, you have been essentially served. To all artists, please be on the lookout um, about the second phase of the relief fund applications and follow the criteria and do submit. Um, the good thing is that uh, Masichaba mentioned that the minister might be having or will be having uh, a follow-up meeting with the, the the various stakeholders from the departments, which is which is good. While you are here, go to our subscribe button on the C Major Productions page to stay ahead um, of the latest podcast and, and other information that we have for you. And it is C Africa on all social uh, media platforms. That's S E Africa on all social media platforms. From myself, until the next podcast, stay home and stay safe. That's the one.